Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hey guys, this is WWE NXT superstar Dominic Dijakovic, and I want to give a shout out to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I think it's an awesome podcast, and you should definitely tune in. Be sure to feast your ears on the Wrestling Predict Cast. <laughs> Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast and today we are discussing two major events. We're going to discuss the draft and we're going to discuss round six of the Predict Cast, Hell in a Cell. And joining me, the host Ben, as always, is Joe and Luke. How are you, Joe? Yeah, good mate, thank you. And how are you, Luke? Yeah, I'm good too, mate, thanks. Did you notice how I got through that really quickly because I hate doing the intro bit? I hate the, the really planned stuff. I hate doing intros. I hate doing plugs. Anything planned, I have to get through is really quick. And I usually plan like a really elaborate intro for you both. And then you both go, well, that was, I don't like that intro. I don't like being called that. So I'm going to skip it now. I'm just going <laughs> to introduce us all and move on to the actual event. So uh, just pre-warn you all in case you're a bit underwhelmed by the intro. Okay, so before we discuss three announced matches for a pay-per-view prediction podcast, um, we'll start with a big event, which was the draft. So this last week over Raw and SmackDown. Every single superstar has been drafted to either brand. Um, and we're not going to go through every single one. I'm not going to read every single person and where they were drafted. I think what we'll do is we'll go through some of the major talking points. Now, um, I know Joe has got issues with the draft. Okay, but I think we'll, we'll come to you in a little bit. What I'll do is just ask Luke generally, what did you think of the draft? Happy with where people went, where people didn't go? Um. Yeah, I am, because I think it's good to mix it up. Um, I know we talked about it before, I think the timing of it's a bit strange in terms of doing it before Survivor Series, which I think Joe will probably come on to again. But um, the only thing, so I like how they move some big names across, like The Fiend going across to Raw and Seth Rollins going across to SmackDown. Um, but I think there's some strange ones where they just move entire feuds. So they just move the entire feud of Seth Rollins and Mysterios and Murphy over to SmackDown. So it's just been exactly the same, just on like different brands. So I'd, I thought the whole point would be to mix stories up as well, where it seemed like they just move stories, which I find a bit strange. But I think generally, yeah, it's good to mix it up a bit. Um, so that's what happens. Can, can, I, can I immediately start? Can I immediately yeah. like, offer, offer an opinion on that? See, I, what I wanted, what I wanted is I wanted Luke to get in there first before you ranted. Because when you go on a rant, like you, you, <laughs> when you've got one on you, we, we can sit back then and I can just give you 20 minutes. So um, go on then. Where, where do you start with your views on the draft? Skipping, for, skipping through to get to the predictions. No, just, so, so, so on that, I, I, I agree with Luke. My, my real frustration about the, the movements of the drafts are, and, and the movement of whole storylines, right, is at the moment, I, well, I think SmackDown's much better than Raw. So what I would be thinking is, Let's elevate like raw storylines to make it as good as SmackDown. But what they've seemed to have done is move the Seth Rollins Rey Mysterio storyline over to SmackDown, and by proxy, therefore, are making SmackDown worse. So rather than like rather than elevate Raw, they're like, why? Don't, well, no, let's not elevate Raw because there's such a disparity between Raw and SmackDown. Let's not elevate Raw to the level of SmackDown. Let's just give some of the shit from Raw onto SmackDown and bring that one down. Like it's and, not, and, 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 and the not thing just, is, it's not just that thing. either. You've got 
Alistair Black and Kevin Owens, that moved across. You've also got Street Profits and Rude and Ziggler. I'm pretty certain they were facing each other on Raw before they moved to SmackDown. So it's not even like it's just one story. And what even bugs me is these stories have been going on forever. If it was the beginning of the feud, that's fine. But we're carrying on feuds that should be dead and buried with it. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. That leads me into my second rant about the bloody Street Profits and the New Day. And just how how poor, like the whole the whole point of wrestling is the build of storylines to matches, right? And the and the matches are, you know, like they can decide the outcome of the matches. So why why are we having a title exchange? Like you sure like, and they've also gone and said that, that that's when so this the Street Profits uh, reign as Raw Tag Team Champions ended. And this SmackDown one began, and now they are the Triple Crown. So they've won the tag titles in Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. All right, which is a load of, which is just a load of bollocks. Why don't, why didn't they just have a match where it was like, where it could have, you could have had six teams. Like, imagine how in a cell, right? Six, the six best tag teams. First fall is for the Raw tag team titles. Second team, second one is for the SmackDown. And wouldn't you know it? Luckily, the Raw Tag Team titles are stayed on Raw, and the SmackDown Tag Team titles are stayed on SmackDown. We'd all be like, yeah, all right, well, that was predictable. But it's better than just exchanging belts. Or, simpler still, for the draft, every single champion holder stayed on their brand. Yeah, Done. Either, like you just either, went, okay, if you, well, if you hold a Raw belt, you stay on Raw, hold a SmackDown belt, stay on SmackDown. Then you don't even have to draft those people, and they would technically be your first picks anyway because they're your title holders. So you you do away with that. That's the bit that didn't that didn't make any sense for me. Or yeah, if you're going to have a draft, don't have a title match on the day of the draft. Yeah, yeah. Well, where 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 are um where are Cesaro and Nakamura now? I, mean, I don't know. They stay on SmackDown. Yeah. So you've so you've put the belts on, on the new day. New day. Yeah. So then immediately, and then I'm, that's my next rant, so don't worry about that. Um, but <laughs> you've, 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 I, I know why you've done it, because you want to move them over there, but why don't you just move, if that's an issue, just move Cesaro and Nakamura, like, like, whatever. Yeah, like, 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 what you could have done is, um, Cesaro and Nakamura kept the belts, moved the New Day over, and the Street Profits have lost to, say, someone, and then they'll just both win their respective matches straight away on the new brands. In, then, in coincidentally enough, the pay-per-view that is a week yeah. after the draft. Yeah. It's, you know, oh my God, it's almost like it writes itself. Yeah. Who'd have thought, hey, eh? why don't we decide, like, why don't we decide these complications in the form of, in the form of a wrestling match? Mental. So, so decide- go on. I want to hear your, I want to hear your New Day rant because I think this is the one that's gold. Right. So, the New Day, I would argue, over the last five years, have got to have been in the top five merch sellers must be in the top five most popular teams Kofi Kingston was on a tear up last year when he won the title and it was the biggest thing Big E's done really well Xavier Woods done really well so we get to the draft and you can pick all of the new day as one draft choice right so why on earth would you only pick two of them if you've got if you've got free if you've got completely free choice, why would you be like I want Kofi and Xavier, but not the star in the group, Big E? Like why would you? What on what? Like but this, and and they're way down the list of people that you've picked. 
way after let's, retribution that's yeah. destroyed the, the WWE from inside and you're going to pick retribution but then you're only going to pick two-thirds of the new day what what yeah i mean a, a simple way around that was to someone to pick biggie first on their own yeah but they didn't even do that this all, this is the bit that you thought about like ben says and then you can't move title holders that would have been this, would have made perfect sense it infuriates me because this is an entertainment tv show where storylines are important and there are at least two ways you could have written this you could have written it that biggie actually requested to be on his own you could have had that you could have had that when the revelation was up biggie said actually i made that call and you'd have been a story bit of tension it would have made sense or and this is the bit i wish they would do do it as a proper draft do it so you've got two general managers who actually have to discuss who they're picking and that conversation happens it might even be that they 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 get to a point where they're like oh you've got someone i want i want them back let's do a trade and they have the decision where all right well i want Big E from the new day then do you know tell a story do you know what i mean that it's, it's not complicated and it's infuriating with this because it's just going to go, okay, well, we're just going to have the New Day split up. They're absolutely gutted about it, and it, it leads to nothing. So it, 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 is, it doesn't make any sense when they could have easily, for five minutes of TV time, explained it perfectly and actually had a bit of interesting story about it. Um, while we talk about Big E, we'll stick, we'll stick with him for a second. Um, do you think that Big E is actually going to change at all now? Do you think this is Big E's going to be New Day Big E over on SmackDown? Or do you think this they're going to take the opportunity for Big E to change his ring gear, maybe even change his music and actually have a proper break on his own? Because one of the biggest criticisms of Kofi Kingston's title run was that he didn't change. He was still technically New Day Kofi when really he should have probably done something different to make it more interesting. Do you think they'll take the opportunity with Big E for that? What do you think? I mean, it's- if we're talking logically, then yes, because otherwise we'll just split him up from the new day. Because if you don't do that, then what's the point in doing that at all? Because you might as well just, might as well just still be part of the new day. I mean, I, I, I do think they'll I do think they'll push him. Um, I could even see him going probably might be going, might even go to WrestleMania with, to change the SmackDown Universal Championship. Maybe I can see, see him win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I've heard I've heard him him and Reigns being a pick for WrestleMania genuinely. Yeah. I, I think I think you might I think actually what they might do is is change more Kofi and Xavier than Big E. I think I think a lot of the the New Day like way of being is 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 sort of driven by Big E's personality. I, I get the impression that that is that is him. Whereas I'm not. I think it's less so Kofi. So I wonder if actually they'll um, they'll leave him as they are and maybe do something a bit more. Uh, a bit different with the uh, Kofi and Xavier. I feel like I feel like Xavier would be a great manager for Kofi Kingston and for um, Big E. To be honest, that's fair. Though, to be fair, his wrestling's improved. Yeah, oh, his, no, his wrestling when he came back this this week was fantastic. It's the first time I've seen him. He's decent. He's, he, they're, yeah, they're, he's I mean, decent. there's a reason they're as big as there's a reason they're as big as they are. They're fantastic wrestlers and they're ridiculously good on on the mic and they're really funny and. I mean, their their story, how to build from nothing to where they've got now. They, I kind of get the idea of splitting them up. I've got no actual issue with splitting them up because they've done everything. There's nothing more for them to accomplish in WWE as a team. But it's the way they split them up doesn't make any sense. They just missed an opportunity. Yeah, so, and there's, and, 
there's still opportunity for them to be a sorry, there's and just to say there's still opportunity for them to be a three. I mean, if you're talking about people that they might want to face, we've got retribution, the hurt business, right? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, they're, bi- they're big feuds, aren't they? They would they could have well they could have been, yeah. And it's just a, it's just a shame. But anyway. I feel there's quite a few people that weren't drafted as well, wasn't there, I think. Well remember. We'll talk about those then. So the first like there were the first thing to be said was nobody came up from NXT. So NXT wasn't involved whatsoever, which surprised me. Um, I know NXT have had been hit big by injuries. So I don't know if that's what's stopped anyone moving up. But I was surprised not to see like Johnny Gagano move up or even Velveteen Dream, to be honest with you. Champa so, to a point of Champa's kind of made a point of saying that he never wants to leave NXT because of the schedule and everything that you'd have to do for Raw and SmackDown. So he's always been a bit of a mystery there. But there were people I expected to see drafted that just weren't. I mean, were you both surprised by that? Any anyone you wish had been moved? Um, yeah, I mean, I've always said it. I'd, I'd like Rhea Ripley to move, but I think they're obviously building a storyline around that in NXT at the moment. So I think I think what they've done is. Like people like Keith Lee moving over, why didn't they wait to the draft? Like they they bought him they bought him in like a month ago, um. So he 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 moved in advance, didn't he? Almost. So I think, yeah, there's no one really that stands out. I don't think, for me. I I, th- I think you'll have um <clears throat> I think you'll have a case of after the WrestleMania when they've got a few healthier people. I think that'll be a real refresh for NXT. And I wouldn't be surprised if Hart, if like, if if genuinely like four, five women go up from NXT at that point, because I think that women's division is absolutely stacked. Yeah, and um, just just increased as well, haven't they? With Ember Moon and Tony Storm as well. Yeah. Yeah. So if you like look at that, I think you've got, and I think um, I mean I I we said this before we started, but I honestly believe it's just a they've done that specifically to have a slap in the face of AEW, whose women's division is pretty hopeless. Um, but yeah, if you've got Ember Moon, Tony Storm, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, uh, Gonzalez, M- Mercedes Martinez, um, I can't, I don't know where, I don't know where Mia Yim's gone. Could be anywhere. But yeah, you could, you could, you could, you could leave one of them. So you could like leave Candice LeRae. Because what, what, what NXT does well with the women's division is like. They have dominant champions, so they had um, Asuka for a while, and then they had Shayna Baszler. And then when they went up, then like the next person on became like they're kind of the, the figurehead leader of that. So they could they could really lower the standard of the women's title by taking it off Io Shirai, putting it on Candice LeRae. Not that she's a bad wrestler, but then moving like all the people that are around Io Shirai's level up with her. That's that makes sense. And with Survivor Series around the corner, it's also a good opportunity to show how good that women's division is yeah. to the audience that aren't necessarily seeing it as well. That five, that five women in NXT has to absolutely destroy the other two. I, I totally, totally believe that. Yeah. yeah. So there was also a random rule. I don't know if you guys spotted this, but you had two pools on Raw and SmackDown to choose from, so no one ended up with like a great draft night. But they also made a point, and I only found this out afterwards, of saying... If no, if you weren't drafted on that pool, you were a free agent. So Chad Gable and I think two thirds of Lucha House Party are free agents. They can show up on. The, they can the, try and get signed for any brand. So I think since the draft, they did some over social media. Look at you with Lucha House Party gossip. 
I'll listen to it. <laughs> Straight in there. Yeah. So, so two members of the Leisure House Party are on Raw now. All oh, right, there you go. Breaking news. Did not spot. Yeah. Yep. Short D is start. Um, short G is starting SmackDown. But there's, I think there's two people I noticed that aren't have a free agent. Sandrade and Mickey James. Yeah, I heard Mickey James. I didn't realise Andrade hadn't been hadn't been moved. I didn't sign. I think both. I think both of them are having some surgery. At the I think both of them are out injured at the moment. That's why. Right. I think and uh, Mickey James broke a nose in the fight against Oscar. Yes, no, yeah. uh, Vega. And then um, Andrade is having some work done. I think. The, the missed opportunity, because I was a bit good to hear that Chad Gable's been drafted to SmackDown or Raw then, because I thought NXT was calling for him. Genuinely, I'm not mess, not messing around. That I thought NXT for Chad Gable was the way forward. A proper refresh of that character away from whatever you call his character now. So I'm a bit gutted about that, to be fair. Can I ask you about someone who I've never seen before and just heard and seen to be really dominant? Lars oh, here Sullivan. Comes. Yeah, Lars, Lars Sullivan. Sullivan. Who's he? Um, it's a it's long free. and complicated story with Lars Sullivan. Uh, from from what, and Joe might be able to pick up points on this, and for those of you that, that might not know the story of Lars Sullivan, I'm not going into every detail about Lars Sullivan because we are a PG-13 podcast. Um, Lars Sullivan, Lars Sullivan, um, <laughs> thanks for that, mate. Lars Sullivan was an NXT superstar for a bit. Then he was brought up and pushed massively. And his the rumor was he was due to face John Cena at, not last year's rest. Yeah, it was last year's WrestleMania, wasn't it? Was it John Cena at last year's WrestleMania? Would it have been or one before that? Uh, me, I'm not sure. One before, I think. Okay, it was a, It was due to face John Cena at a pay per view. If it wasn't WrestleMania, it might have been SummerSlam. But it was due to face John Cena, and the rumor was that Lars Sullivan had stage fright, essentially that he had anxiety and and he 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 wasn't up to doing that. Then there was he'd made some very inappropriate um, tweets and comments about. 10 years ago that had got surfaced. So that was always going to get you for WWE. Then he made some um, videos that are definitely not PG 13 on a professional basis that got um, surfaced as well. Um, as far as we were concerned, as far as I was concerned, and I think most people, Lars Sullivan was done. There was no way this guy was coming back from anxiety issues and a very, very, very controversial past for WWE standards. And then he rocks up with a beard. So, all is forgiven, apparently. Um, the, I, the, 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 it, the variation of how they treat this kind of situation is... is it, It's almost like, are, are you going to make us some money? Because if you are, do what you want. If you're not, <laughs> we're going to release you straight away. Like, that's, that's honestly how I feel, because yeah. some, of the, some of the stuff you hear, like Velveteen Dream shouldn't... like it. And I'm not. I'm not commenting on whether it's factual or not. But if if what he's if what he's being accused of doing is correct, he shouldn't be at WWE. Nor should Lars Sullivan. But they obviously see some money in them. What I, what's also mad about Lars Sullivan is how much they're trying to get over the nickname the Freak. Have you yeah. Heard? Like they apparently on SmackDown this week they said they referred to him as the Freak 22 times in seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I, it was like and it, it was, was off putting. It was like, why do you keep saying the freak? Like, does he like that nickname? <laughs> Isn't this finishing move called the freak or something to do with the freak, freak accident? Yeah, that's it. Is it seriously called the freak accident? I missed that. Is it called the freak accident? Oh, yeah, come on. I'm pretty sure that's what they said when the, when he did it. 
And the it, thing with Lars Sullivan either is he's not even. You say making money. I get Velveteen Dream for making money because Velveteen Dream's a brilliant wrestler. He's got his character down. He needs a bit of a a move. That's what he needs. He needs to come to Raw SmackDown as a bit of a refresh and reinvent himself a bit. Lars Sullivan's got. I, I just don't see what Lars Sullivan's got. I just don't see it. I, he's he's a he's a bargain bin in Strowman. I don't think he's that much of a freak. Like, he just kind of like, do you know what I mean? It's like, he's just sort of like, he's sort of like quite a hench, sort of normalish bloke with a bit of a funny looking face. <laughs> the thing is, he would, if, that, would, if he grew, if he grew his hair on his head, would that immediately negate the freak? Have they just gone, well, you're bald and you've got a beard, you're a freak? Is that all they've done? Because apart from that, that, you're right, there is nothing more, he's a, he's a muscly guy. Well, that's, that's, that's also at least 90% of your roster WWE. So what's your, what is your, what's making him freakish? Right, so he's not, so basically he's not a model. So in WWE, like it basically, he's not a model. He's not, got, he's not very good looking. So he's a freak. All right. Um, if you can just stick with WWE's anti-bullying campaigns, that'd be, that's important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I'm, I'm very freaks here. He's also done his backstory and obviously just appeared again and seemed to really push him straight away. I just find it a bit strange, so I thought I just missed something. But what he his like anything else in WWE, like everything else in WWE, his first month is gonna make or break his career here. His first month, depending on how over he gets and how well he does in his first month worth of matches, will be whether he's stays at the top, stays being the way he is, or whether he ends up being a jobber by I don't know. Well, by Royal Rumble or somewhere like that, to be honest with you. Um, talking of jobbers, there's one last draft thing I wanted to talk about. Probably the most bizarre choice they made, to be completely frank with you, is splitting up heavy machinery. So Otis stayed at SmackDown. No, oh, yes, Otis stayed at SmackDown and Tucker was drafted to Raw. The company that is struggling to fill two tag team divisions broke up one of the most, like, adept tag teams um otis is still money in the bank i think he'll be all right question to you luke has tucker got a chance of not being a jobber in the next three months no he's got i can't see them having any plans for him that i can't remember any match he's had on his own that's fair that's absolutely fair neither can i it, it, yeah i'm looking forward to a singles run do you reckon he'll be fighting what do you reckon fighting drew mcintyre for the title in three months based on the prediction quality of, of this prediction podcast he probably will be i i think i don't want to go don't want to go into prediction mode but you've you've got a question about otis who's got a briefcase which he can cash in on either champion with his girlfriend and tag team partner on raw and whether there's just part of you that thinks at the end of hell in a cell when randy orton's beating drew mcintyre down does otis come out deliver a worm or Caterpillar, whatever it is, and uh, cash in on Randy Orton, on a, a fallen Randy Orton. This, this is a company who can't give you five minutes of explanation of why they've broken up Big E and Kofi and Xavier Wood. You think they're going to tell that story? You think this is just, we have booked the Money in the Bank briefcase so many times on this podcast. We had Mandy Rose <laughs> taking it. We had him coming. We had him emerging from the swamp at one point. We had Otis. Um, coming down and cash. I, I thought he was going to cash in a gold rush, but then he found out he was in a feud with the Miz for the Money in the Bank briefcase. That incidentally has gone nowhere, so that's now stopped as well. 
They do not know what they're doing with this briefcase. Oh, well, 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 that's a continuance, mate. It's a legal legal terminology. I don't know if you follow that story. They've they've moved Miz and Morrison, right? Yeah. So that's. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's the. I mean, I really thought that the easiest way of doing this was to have Otis cash it in for the tag team championship, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't that just the easy way around it to say he could tag it in for that belt? No one would have said anything. No one would have made it batted an eyelid. Because I just, there's no way that he can win this. There's, there's no, they've backed themselves into a corner. They just can't get themselves out of. They've still got the option, though. I think what they'll do is because, because of Mrs. Sway, where he can just say move Mandy to Raw. I do think there's an opportunity for them to go. Otis gives over the money in the bank briefcase to get traded to Raw, and then the tag team's back together. He's back with his, back with his bow, and he loses that. Loses the and then that, and, and Miz can cash it or tries to cash it in and lose and then it's just so, solves all the problems, doesn't it? That's actually and again that's storytelling. We've booked it better than they're going to. I'm telling you. <laughs> I think it's, it's another example of WWE doing something without thinking about the future. So you know like when he won the money in the bank briefcase, he was quite big at the time because obviously he had all that stuff with Mandy Rose. It's well, seems like a good idea to put on him without actually thinking about it. Like like Raw Underground, which they seem to have now cancelled. Who won the women's money in the bank? Oh, it was Oscar, wasn't it? Because okay, yeah, because yeah, then she yeah. fell. Yeah, okay, got it. That was another. That was another annoying. Why don't you give Shayna Baszler the future of the women's division? Anyway, <laughs> well, we've just sat here and ragged on the draft. I've got to be honest with you though. When you actually watched the draft episodes and where everyone landed, I was actually quite pleased in the end. Like you looked at it and went, "This is actually a shake-up. There's actually enough here." And some of the matches that then came out of it on the Raw and SmackDown. Like the SmackDown that followed it, and then obviously the kind of the matches within the draft were actually really good. I mean, the fact they gave um, Jeff Hardy versus AJ versus Sami Zayn away on normal TV felt baffling to me to do that. The fact they gave um, what was the one this week? Um, uh, Braun, uh, Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns was a fairly big match to give away. I know what they're trying to do; they're trying to build ratings, but there's good matches there, and there's there's things they've done with it. So it's not it's not a bad. Not a bad draft in the end. I know that we've kind of picked it apart, but actually overall, I, I was quite pleased with it. I think I think it was there was it was a really interesting. Um, you could kind of almost see the logic in almost all the draft picks. It, it didn't feel very it didn't feel very random. Uh, if you know what I mean. So yeah, um, it felt like so it felt like at the top you got like Paul Heyman's gone over to SmackDown now, so which means we need to bring AJ Styles back to Raw. Which means we need to find someone that's about the same level as AJ Styles to go to SmackDown. So that's Seth Rollins. Well, we want to keep that story going, so we'll bring over Ray and Dominic and uh, Murphy, random Murphy yeah. as well. But then we don't want to like take all the storylines from uh, Raw to SmackDown, so we need to take them from SmackDown to Raw. So let's take um, Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss back over to the other side, and it was and it was just like. It almost kind of you could kind of see the logic in what they were doing. I'm not I'm not complaining about that, but it was just a bit, you know, when Bray Wyatt went over to Raw, there was no way that Alexa Bliss wasn't going over to Raw. Yeah, and, and it just and felt a bit formulaic. The changes felt big. It felt like a shock when Seth Rollins moved. When Seth Rollins moved across, you went, "Oh, that's bit that's that's actually that can make a big difference." And then you start doing, I don't know from you, your guys' point of view, but from my point of view, you start very quickly kind of going, well, just a second, that means Seth and Roman are on the same brand. That's big. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's things like that. You start kind of booking for yourself there ahead. 
So I think they made good changes in that sense too. I'm quite pleased they moved Kevin Owens and Alistair Black as well because they're both wrestlers that I enjoy. I know they've got a feud at the, feud at the moment, but I think they probably need to be freshening up and I think they'll be quite good on SmackDown as well. So It's the potential of these wrestlers facing Roman for me. Because you looked before and you went, I'm not sure after the fact that he's facing Jey Uso, which has worked out really well, but the fact he was facing Jey Uso told you what you need to know about the wrestlers on that brand. And then you kind of go, well, actually, now he's got Kevin Owens. Now he's got um, Seth Rollins. There's potential for really good feuds in the next couple of months leading up to WrestleMania. And then obviously on the other side for Drew McIntyre, if, if he can go up against like The Fiend, for instance, and stuff like that, then that, that works. That, there's some good storylines there. It'll be a bit fresh. I don't think I don't think Reigns is losing the belt to WrestleMania, and I don't know. If he's oh no! Did, did, so, you, did you did you notice in the last episode of SmackDown they pointed out that Goldberg was in the crowd, and I was like, oh no! No, I missed that. Yeah, Goldberg was watching on the Videotron things. He was a member of the crowd watching the Roman Reigns match. Of course that he was. Correct. Of course he was. <laughs> oh, there. Well, that's that's WrestleMania booked already. Then brilliant. Okay, well, let's move on. Jeremy was a film fan. Jeremy had questions. IQ's got the best beard in movies. Which film starring a wrestler is best? And what's the best film series that's been made into Lego? Jeremy tried Google, but who uses that old system anymore? Then Jeremy found that movie list podcast. A podcast which gave him the answers to the most obscure, bizarre, and some say pointless movie-related lists. You can listen and subscribe to that movie list podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, be like Jeremy. <laughs> so talking about booking and talking about predictions, we are here for round six, Hell in the Cell. Um, we've only had three matches announced, which doesn't surprise me considering we've just had the draft. But it also means that this is going to be a very short part of the podcast where we actually predict. Now, what we normally do is we record this the Sunday before the pay-per-view. So... I then wait until the Tuesday to release the prediction form for all the listeners, which I'll talk about at the end. So there may be some more matches announced on Monday, but I'm also wondering whether they're actually going to bother because I think these three matches are probably big enough just about to sell this pay-per-view and then have the equivalent of some exhibitions on there, maybe have a, a random title match and added without having to necessarily build it. Because WWE have done something like that before where you go in with only four or five matches so we'll we'll have to wait and see but it does mean that there will be some predictions that we'll have to look at a bit later on and we'll talk about potential matches at the end um so it's an ongoing competition between the three of us um joe is currently in the lead between the three of us with 22 points to my 20 and luke's 19 but tom and dave are at the top of the league with 24 points each wild cards you know if you haven't got wild cards this this it becomes a lot easier this um, and talking of wild cards, we've each got wild cards that we have that make our predictions for us so that our predictions are always different to a certain extent. And unfortunately, at least two of those wild cards are involved today. So some of those predictions have been made for us. We're going to start with what I think all of us agree is the match that probably is the, the most predictable, the one that's almost a, a lock, really, which is Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. It's a Hell in the Cell match. It's an I quit match as well. Um, and it's my wild card. So I'm going to start us off by saying that, well, obviously, I've got to have Roman Reigns and you two have got to have Jey Uso. I'm not gutted about that because I think Roman Reigns is definitely winning this. 
What I will say before I pass it over, though, is it's an I quit match. And I'm really, really hoping, really hoping that the I quit is to do with being beaten down until you can't wrestle anymore, as opposed to having a submission match inside Hell in the Cell, which I think is going to be so dull, particularly for two wrestlers not known for their submissions whatsoever. Um, uh, we'll pass- uh, I think. Oh, I was gonna okay. say, um, you um, you say that as well. I'm just thinking about that. Did Roman Reigns just win his match by submission for the first time in a long time? Isn't that? Oh yeah, I think first time I've ever seen him use a submission. I know, and 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 I know that completely negates what I was saying. But I was re- when they said I quit, I thought, well, he he kind of beat Jay down in the last in in Clash of Champions where he kind of got it to the point where he's like, give up, give up, you know, say that I'm the tribal chief, which which goes through us every single time that kind of thing, but you know, submit to me. I thought that would be the way to do it. But then watching him do a guillotine, you're like, oh no, this is how it's going to be. Where they're going to all try and it's, I hate, I quit matches and I hate submission matches. I, I don't, I don't, they, they don't do it for me. What about you, Joe? What do you think? I think they'll, um, I think they'll emphatically end this. I think it will be a beat down until he says I quit. But I, I, I do. I think, it, I think it, but it will be a bit, I, I would like to think it will be a bit, of a hard watch at the end of it, which they have been the last couple of, they have done, they did the time before on pay-per-view and they did on SmackDown to a certain extent. I think Davis will get some good offense in and then Roman Reigns will just beat him down, uh, threaten him in some way. I don't quite know how that, I don't know how it will play out, but they'll, they, they could do, they could do some interesting stuff with it. Uh, something new. And I think it will be a con, a, a, a complete victory for Roman Reigns. There's no way, uh, there's just no way Jey Uso is going to be the their their the face of their brand. It's just it's just not going to happen, unfortunately. Um, I, I I've never been more certain about like I've never been more certain about the outcome of maps than like than this one really. It's so it's so it's so cut and dry for me. And, and what's interesting about it is I know we always talk a lot about how when we know the outcome of a match, it's not as interesting. But actually, this show is when you tell storytelling right. It can still be interesting because I'm actually really looking forward to this match, even though we know the outcome. Um, and yeah. that just shows how, how such a good, what a good job they've done on the storytelling of it. That's the, the ridiculous thing about all three of these matches, is all three of these matches have got fantastic stories. All, all three of them are ones where you're actually... I was going to ask this question at the end, but I'll ask it now. I mean, usually what happens for Hell in the Cell around this time of year, that sometimes they get it right and sometimes they don't. Since they've made Hell in the Cell a scheduled event pay-per-view, Sometimes you get to Hell in the Cell and there's no feuds worthy of it. You get to it and you're like, well, just a second, we, you know, Hell in the Cell is meant to be the last, yeah. the last match of a big feud. Um, you know, it's the one way it's like there's no getting out of it. There has to be a winner. And sometimes you end up with like Roman Reigns versus Rusev because they don't really have anything and it's just where it's fit in the pay per view. But here, it's like every single one of these three matches for me deserves to be a hell in the cell match i don't know if all three of them will be but all three of them you're like yeah it makes sense it makes sense that Roman reigns and Joe so is i think they all are man yeah i wasn't sure because i don't know if they've ever done three of them on one pay-per-view i think that this might be the first time they've done that do you know do you know what mate? i totally agree with you and, and and actually i i think the reason i think it's partly why i'm so okay with them only announcing one match uh, the, the three matches so far because actually they're the only three matches you give a toss about to be honest like they're the only three matches that have got some, some, you know, the story behind them. I think we're probably going to find we'll get a Kevin Owens and a Alex the Black match, and we we'll probably get a, 
you know, we'll get something for the US and something for the Intercontinental and maybe a tag, you know. But actually, they're going to be quite throwaway. And these are the three where you're like, well, thanks for letting us know. We're going to have, you know, thanks for letting us know about these four weeks in advance because now we can build a story to them. And I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm quite excited about all three of these, to be honest. Okay, so um, we've kind of covered. We all think Roman Reigns is going to win it, but unfortunately, because of the wild cards for you guys, anyway, you've got to have Jey Uso. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get on that. Anything more anyone wanted to say about Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso? What do you think the um, serious consequences will be afterwards? I, I think we kind of covered it last. I think Joe said it last time. I think it might be that Jey Uso's got to. I think the Usos might end up being Roman Reigns. Like it's what one of you guys said it last time, but I think it's, it's the Usos are going to end up working for Roman Reigns. Essentially, they're going to be his heavies for a bit, particularly while Jimmy's out injured, but can still be involved. You know, you can have them both working for Reigns. I think that's where you go with it for uh, a couple of for a couple of months leading up to to um, Raw Rumble anyway. Yeah. Or Uso or Jay Uso's out of the family, which is the other option. Um, but I'm not sure what the purpose of that is from a TV perspective. Okay, so the second match, and it's fallen to Joe to choose first, is Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Oh, so the only one we've got to predict is the one I'll go for. Okay. We have um, the same order. No, no, no. We have the, we have a running order. Okay. And I've gone with I've gone with the matches that just pick the match. Just shush. Just pick the match. All right. And stop winning. <laughs> Sasha Banks versus Bailey. You know who's going to win it. Just just go go for it. Go on. Sasha Banks. All right. That's uh, not what I was expecting you to say. You think Sasha Banks is going to win this? Yeah. I do as well. Do you? Yeah. Okay, then. Well, Joe, explain your reasons. Um, I haven't. There's, 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 you, could make an, you, could make an, you could make an argument either way, right? I think... Um, I think the I think the reality is I think that probably the two other title holders will retain uh, so I think this is a good way to have a change um, spoilers on that one for the predictions I think it's a good way to have a change I think you want to see Sasha Banks become I think Sasha Banks has got everything about her to become the to become the Roman Reigns of the women's division on Smackdown I really do I really I really rate her I think she's really interesting um, I think she can elevate the belt. I think Bailey's had over a year now of having the title, and I'm a bit bored of it. Although she is doing a mint job because she's deliberately her her whole the whole point of Bailey is to kind of annoy you, and she really annoys me. So she's doing a great job. Um, but I think yeah, I think I'd give it to Ash Banks. I could see them delaying it another month or two or three, but I just think it's hell in a cell. This is going to be. This should be main event. Don't know if it will be or not, but it should be main event. And if it is, I think Sasha goes over and wins. Uh, your your thoughts the same, Luke? Yeah, pretty much the same. I, I feel like there's been a bit of a shift. I, I feel like they haven't really focused much on Bailey recently. It's been more about Sasha Banks and how bad she's going to overcome her. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, you could you could you could make an argument either way, but for, for similar reasons to Joe, again, spoilers. Um, I think that'll be one title change. I think this will be it. Um, and so yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like pretty much the same as Joe. Same reasons. See, for me, you don't do it yet. For me, this is a blow off of the feud at the moment, and then you have Sasha win the Royal Rumble, and you have Sasha beat Bailey at WrestleMania, and then it's a bigger moment. 
because it's that idea of she hasn't been able to do it and Bailey's kind of fooled her at every turn and you know you have them apart for a little I mean obviously the fact that Survivor Series is coming next so it will be Bailey versus probably Asuka unless someone manages to take the belt off her so you could end up with that Survivor Series which separates them up Sasha can lead the women's team for Smackdown or whatever and separate them there and just have it so that Bailey versus Sasha is the big match at Mania and Sasha finally gets the belt off her I think that's better than ending it now um and for me as well i think there will be a title change but i think it's the next match for spoilers so i think whichever match the title changes on is going to be the main event yeah i agree yeah so the next match is drew mcintyre versus randy orton um we've kind of all kind of given our views already to be fair um you both think drew mcintyre's peak we should end end the podcast there then shall we yeah, that'll be, that'll be it, it. Um, You both think Drew McIntyre is going to retain the belt. I think Randy Orton's finally going to take it off him. Um, but because of the wild cards, uh, Joe has to have Drew McIntyre, uh, which obviously he's not displeased about. And me and Luke have got to have Randy Orton. Um, Luke, why do you think Drew McIntyre's keeping the belt? Um, I just feel like WWE want to keep it on him. I don't. I don't. I don't think. They want to put it on Orton. Um, I feel like he'll probably have a feud with Edge at some point, but they don't need a belt for that. And I think they'll. And I, just, I just think they'll keep on Drew McIntyre. I think they'll keep on a face. I, I still think they want crowds for him. So, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, that's. I don't think they'll change it. Joe, same. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not 100% on this one. Um, I think it's. It's good that of the of the. Of the um, Three matches we've got. There's two that I'm not sure of. Um, I, I, I like that. I'm. Um, I think you've got. You've gone past the point of Orton winning the belt in this feud. Now I think if you were gonna, he's already lost to Drew McIntyre twice, and I just think, what what are we gonna? Because I think if we haven't, if we, if Orton wins, we'd have to have another match, and I just feel yeah. like we've got the end of the feud a bit now. Um, and I think that the draft has <clears throat> facilitated some different opportunities for people to come and uh, fight with Orton and with um, McIntyre. So I'm, I, and I feel I think Drew's doing a pretty good job with the belt, really, um, given the situation he's in. You know, he's not doing a brilliant job, but he's do, he's done he's done okay. Um, I'd let him have a feud with someone else. Let him have a feud with the Fiend, probably. Um, for for me. You've got. A th- I'm thinking ahead as well, though, because you've got Survivor Series next. So Survivor Series would have to be Roman Reigns versus McIntyre. And I don't think that's the match you do there. I think the match you do is Roman Reigns versus Orton for the belts. Because I just think it's too... Why give away, like, Reigns versus McIntyre on Survivor Series for nothing? I just, you don't I, always do that, do you? Because I think, I think last year they didn't have a championship. One did they cross champion, champion champions. They, think. They, did, they didn't last year. You're right. They, they had. Um, they just. It was. It would have been some absolutely ridiculous match. No, I was going to say the, the reason Fiend they didn't. Lesnar versus oh, Lesnar versus Cole. Yeah. Was it? Lesnar oh versus yeah, Lesnar versus the Fiend. Um, the the Fiend. That's right. And there was no. I think that's the reason they didn't do it last time. Is because yeah. that would have been the greatest match of the time. <laughs> yeah, but like. 
That's like um, a wrestling fan's wet dream. Like, we definitely can't just bang this on a random... With, with no belts on the line, no build. We can't just be like... I think that's the. I think that there is that to be fair. So they could get round it by just not doing it. I think that's a cop out at this point, though. I think. I mean, yeah. I, it's. I think it's Randy Orton's time. I just. I just think take it off Drew for now, and then have Drew get it back. I think Drew will get it back again. But I just think give it to Randy Orton. Have a couple of have a have a have, you know Kevin Owens face first Randy Orton heel. You know that kind of that you could have that kind of match that kind of thing. There's there's plenty you could do with it. So. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll, well, what we've managed to do is managed to split on all three of them, which is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like we said, it, it could, it, you could make a, a case for either way, can't you? I just, like Joe, I just can't, I just feel a bit like if Randy Orton does win, they're going to have to carry on the feud because where would McIntyre go? Yeah, that's true. There's, there's, there's something in that. There is something in that. Well, we'll, we'll wait and see. I don't, um, yeah. Potential matches then before we oh, before we finish well, up. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. You know, eventually, WWE will pay us for this, right? We'll be up there with uh, with Alexa Bliss's podcast, Corey Gray's podcast, New Day's podcast, and us three British randomers. I, I see us. I see us on the network. I see us on the podcast network by uh, by the end of the year, mate. You, you wait and see. I mean, we're probably gonna have to tone down the absolute tearing apart of WWE's booking and uh, storylines, but I'd do it for a payday. You know that for a fact. I'll do it for yeah minimal powder. Yeah. Um, I I think yeah we've got more. We've, we've, to be honest, I think we should be pitching for the writing staff at the moment. We'd be easy to get on that. Um, here's how you solve all of your crap views at the moment. Yeah, no, I I we we've done this before. We have booked way better before. I've, I've stand by it. I stand by it, and and long term listeners will know that we have booked way better than they've come up with before. I always stand by that. Um. Potential matches then. Anyone got any idea, any any theories on what will be um, announced in the next week? Obviously, we can only put on the prediction form and we can only predict what will happen at Raw tomorrow. But, you know, could be anything over Raw and SmackDown. So, Lana's facing Oscar um, in on Raw next week. Could we see a rematch of that? Or, a, like, or, 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 like, or could there be, like... A crappy finish where someone gets involved and takes out Oscar or Lana. Maybe not Natalia takes out Lana and therefore Lana gets another match. Um, Intercontinental, we've got Sami Zayn. Who's Sami Zayn feuding with at the moment? Lars Sullivan, maybe? I reckon it'll be Otis after the last little skit. Oh, yeah. Good shout. Because if you think in Survivor Series, you're going to have US title versus North American... Well, if they include NXT. US title versus North American title versus... Intercontinental. So that at the moment would be Damian Priest and Bobby Lashley. And if you had Otis or I think Sami Zayn will keep it. So do I. If that happened. Yeah. Okay. And that's still a good match. Priest, Priest versus um, Lashley versus Sami Zayn is a good good match. It's, it's, you can have Survivor Series doesn't mean anything. So you can have, you can have another you can have another uh, Ziggler and Rude versus uh, New Day match. Are they on the same brand? I don't know where. I don't know where. Street Profits now, isn't it? Okay, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, it is, yeah. 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 Do you, do, do you reckon Lashley could face someone from Retribution to get them involved in the pay per view? I don't think Retribution will be on this one yet. No. I think they actually have to do something. I don't think I don't think Retribution are near near this yet. Not even Smart Cali. You've got to be building. I think you've got to be building Retribution because 
the, the purpose of the Survivor Series is the classic five on five matches. I just think you're probably going to do a five on five there. I think on so I think you'll have Hurt Business versus um, Retribution on Survivor Series. If I see, I would pref- I, I I wish they'd move away from the brand versus brand versus brand thing now. Yeah. Because I miss the storyline Survivor Series. I miss where you clearly built to something like that, where you could have Hurt Business desperately trying to recruit. I mean, how many members? I suppose they've probably got enough members now to do it, haven't they? Have they got five members? Or it's four, five? They've got four, four men, but they're Hurt Business. Uh, there's four, and then Retrusion's got four core, haven't they? But then you could have a woman on each, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, so there's, there, there, is, there is potential. I mean, that's that would be... A Survivor Series worthwhile storyline, I guess, but it's whether they they want to go for that because you'd already end up with two, that would be three five on five matches for Survivor Series if they still went with the brand versus brand thing as well. So, um, yeah, I guess the, I guess the problem with Hell in a Cell where it is is it's right bang in the middle of a draft. It's almost like they could have probably waited a week um, or at least after Survivor Series to do it would have made things a bit clearer. But like you said. If they decide that they're only going to push these three matches for the next week, I think they've still got this. this I'm I'm looking forward to Hell in the Cell for these three matches. Yeah, I think so. The last pay per view as well. I think there was three standout matches then, and that and that was enough to make it a good pay per view. So that's all they need. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can imagine. Sorry, just another match. I can imagine doing Rollins and Murphy as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good chance. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It feels like they just. It's a shame that some of these feel a proper throwaway, considering the build they've had as well. Though, Rollins Murphy feels like it could be bigger if they built it properly. But you're right. I mean, if you see it, you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so now it's over to the listeners. All you've got to do is click on the link in the podcast description or on our social media. Just search for Wrestling Predictcast at Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and you can take part in the predictions yourself. Now, at the moment, there are only three matches, so the competition is going to be fairly um, straightforward. Um, but you can win official WWE merch if you um, take part and get all like the most predictions correct and the tie break, which is predicting the um, length of the main event. Um, and the WWE merch people have got recently, Drew McIntyre t-shirts, Roman Reigns t-shirts, Steve Austin t-shirts, they're the ones I've been sending out. So don't worry if you sat thinking we'll end up with Jinder Mahal t-shirt. You do get stuff that's that's legitimate. You do get stuff that's half decent. Um, so take part, it's completely free. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get podcasts. That could be at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, where you're listening right now. And we're also um, on Google Podcasts and Amazon Podcasts. There's no excuse. You can find us wherever. Um, and then we'll be back in two weeks time to talk about the fallout from hell in the cell, see which one of us managed to get the most out of these three predictions, and any potentials that get announced on Monday, um, and what massive changes it's going to make to this league table. Um, and yeah, and we'll look ahead to, um, survivor series and where that's going to go from there. So thanks fellas. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate.